Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Hello and welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It is August 8th, 2023. This is episode 201. My name is Eric Peterson, a senior developer at Order Solutions, and with me is Mr. Daniel Garcia, another senior Hello. developer at Order Solutions. That's right, 8-8. Eight, eight. This would be very lucky if we were in another country. Uh, what country would that be? Isn't 8 a lucky number in China? I, that's why I'm asking. I don't know. Asia so. somewhere? Man, <sighs> not showing my uh, lack of international culture. I've been David Bellinger will, in the chat, but no. Yeah, somebody <laughs> will correct us in the chat. <laughs> so welcome. This is our new uh, bi-weekly edition. If you missed us uh, last week, um, the week before we had our grand 200th episode, we are uh, two or three hosts fewer than that one. <laughs> uh, but we're still glad to be here. But we make up for it in enthusiasm. <laughs> enthusiasm. Sheer gumption. <laughs> Uh, we would also like to thank our sponsor, Order Solutions, the makers of all your favorite box products. You can say thank you in a few ways, like liking and subscribing these videos on YouTube, starring and forking our repos on GitHub, subscribing to this podcast in your podcast app of choice and leaving us a great review, signing up for a free or paid account on CFCasts, purchasing some awesome swag from our Box Life store, or purchasing one of our books like 102 Cold Box Quick Tips and Tricks, or learn modern CFML in 100 minutes. Sorry, I'm getting those links out there. I've said before, I've read that book, and I highly recommend it. 102 Cold Box HMVC Quick Tips and Tricks. I'm sorry I cut you off, Eric. And how else can they support us? They can also support us by joining our Patreon. We have 40 amazing Patreon supporters. That's your adjective for the week is amazing. Amazing. Causing amazement and awe. Um, you can learn more at patreon.com slash or solutions. And we'll tell you more about it here at the end of the show. But for now, let's talk about some news and announcements. Yeah, so coming up, uh, passing the baton, Lucy 5.4 and Hibernate ORM. So as of Lucy 5.4.1.8, the Lucy builds no longer include the Hibernate extension. Um, Ortis has forked it and taken that over, and they are no longer including it, but you can get it from us. We are actively supporting it, improving on it, making it better, making it the best darn ORM extension you could ever want. Yeah, uh, Michael Boren here at Ortis has put in a lot of work there, getting it up to, uh, you know, more recent versions of Hibernate. He's got some great stats on the article that we'll link to, including the fact that an ORM reload is fifty percent faster than anything that was bundled with Lucy. Um, this is also uh, just a slight warning uh, because this was dropped in Lucy five four, which um, Lucy does consider that second number to be their major versions. So 
Um, make sure to check the no- <laughs> you know the upgrade <laughs> notes so you don't you know upgrade the Lucy five four and think why is nothing working. Um, so you can check out that Oram extension. We got great docs for it, and also uh, you can just install it from ForgeBox into your Lucy server. Absolutely, and great job, Michael. Okay, on to some other uh, new releases and updates. I just realized they're out of order in my thing. There we go. New releases and updates. Uh, a lot of your favorite box products got some updates these last couple weeks. Let's start off with the granddaddy box, which is Cold Box. <laughs> old, old box? <laughs> cold Box 7.1 was released. It has some new features and improvements. There are scheduled task debuggings now. So when you define a task in your scheduled task, you can add a debug true argument, and that will uh, log out a whole bunch of extra data for you to be able to catch what is going on on those scheduled tasks when they're running and help you to get it tuned exactly how you want. That's very handy. I've been looking forward to that. Anything that's ran asynchronously, you just sometimes you just need it to be like, tell me everything, even overkill. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there is a new test box matcher when you use the cold box uh, base test case to redirect to. Um, so I pushed Luis to put this in because I added it manually to like all my projects. <laughs> um, so instead of checking the uh, relocate struct that is stuffed inside of the RC scope, uh, now you can just say, hey, I expect this event to relocate to this event. And it's a much nicer read. Uh, Finally, in our REST handler, we have a new uh, convention where you can do a on and then put the error type exception method. So if your exception was validation exception, it would say on validation exception exception, which is maybe not the best word and you'll want to change your type. But that's okay. If you put that in, it will get called if that's the exception that's thrown from your REST handler and you can catch that in your own and be able to do whatever you want with it instead of having to override the around handler and lose um, that upgrade path. So um, you can think of any, there's uh, entity not found on entity, not found exception. If you use quick on type mismatch exception. So sky's the limits. Um, That was thanks to our own Gavin Pickin. So next time he's on the podcast, you can jump in the chat and be like, Gavin, thank you. Uh, he's very dry. doesn't like repeating himself. <laughs> uh, don't blame him. You can find out more <laughs> on our blog, uh, talking about the release, or as always, on the Coldbox documentation, there is a what's new section at the top. Okay. Sweet. So coming up, I know that you're pretty excited about this one, I think, Eric. I've got a release of Testbox version two, 5.2 and version 5.3. That's right. So um, nice, you know, quality of life stuff in test box and a, a huge one, which I, I still haven't dived into yet. But let's start with the quality of life stuff. Um, there's faster performance when you're using uh, dynamic mixins. That happens whenever you're going to mock things. So that's always great to get better performance and some more control with the bundles pattern. If you are initializing test box with a specific uh, bundle that's usually done by our runners. If you use the templates, the runner.cfm. And then the big one, 
introducing test box modules. So this is something we've been pushing for a while because, you know, when you make a testing like pa a package, an addition, it doesn't actually hook into test box. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so like as I've made things like CB Playwright or I did some with uh, snapshot testing once, it's all like, okay, you've done it. That's great. Now go add all these mappings yourself and register these map uh, matchers yourself and. So it's it's better than nothing, but it could be better, and that's what Testbox modules have for us. So you're able to now uh, hook into Testbox. You're able to listen to lifecycle methods to run at certain times, contribute matchers. There's, and it's just starting out. So we'd love to, your feedback too. Things that you feel like might be missing, and uh, you better believe I'm going to be going to some of these testing modules I've released and updating them to hook into Testbox. So. Yeah. What do you got about what a couple dozen modules already that you want to start uh, hooking in? For test box, I, I can think of three for sure. But um right. QB, CBQ. Yeah, uh those are those would be interesting because now if you mentioned it on some of them I have some testing helpers like hyper I just added a bunch. I wonder how you can be both a cold box and a test box module. Ah, there needs mm. to be more time in the day, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, also, some great bug fixes with some query compatibility and CB streams, as well as making to be instance of be able to handle Java types better. So that was all 5.2. 5.3 comes out as well. We get in some uh, new nice matchers and expectations. Do you want to tell us about those, Daniel? Uh, yeah. So we got a to be in and to be in with case expectations. Um, so if you want to basically look for a needle within a string or an array, you can use the to be in except expectation, or if you want to look at the target, um, you can do that as well. So uh, I didn't, I guess I don't use these enough to realize that, uh, how would you do it before Eric? So this is obviously an improvement over what we used to do. Um, I suspect this was something that when I work with you and Gavin, you guys just kind of had helper functions for these. <laughs> now we've rolled uh, them there, in. There was yeah. a to include um, that, that would, I think, use find. Um, there wasn't anything that did it with case. So this is yeah. um, kind of just adding that to be explicit, like, hey, I want to find this string in here. So yep. and, and then we include got... would also use uh, handle arrays as well. So there was a little bit of uh, overlap there. So Sure. And we got some awesome new matchers for things like, you know, to start with, to start with case, starts with, starts with case. Um, all things you can start using now make it a little bit easier to uh, to do your your tests. Yeah, I mean, for me, whenever <laughs> my test is expect, and then there's some big chunk of code, and then it says to be true at the end, you know, or to be false, there's something better we could do there. There's a matcher <laughs> that can do that. So this is one of those. Instead of being like expect left of this string and four characters to be, you know. I don't know. I said four. Um, what's four letter word? No, let's not do that. Um, but instead of doing uh, that now, you can just say expect string to start with, you know, cold box. Test so, is a four letter word. Test. Test. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for saving me. <laughs> um, you have those same matches for the string end to end with, end with case. So lots of new, uh, just helpful matches. And remember now with test box modules, it's easier than ever to add your own custom matchers in. 
I think I have a little library of matchers. And so I just need to have that hook in automatically. It'd be so nice. Or we just add that to like Tustbox 5.4 or something. Slip it in there. Yeah, I have to see if they're any useful to everybody or if it's just me being opinionated as, you know, I sometimes am. I don't know, man. In my experience, Eric, uh, if they're useful to you, they're probably useful to everybody. Well, they're, but, they're probably useful, but they might be too opinionated, you know? So. Well, you are very opinionated. That is I, true. That is true. So that's Deskbox, 5-2 and 5-3. Some great stuff there. Luis has been on fire. Yes, he has. And another uh, product update, Ortis Redis Extension version 3. Uh, yet another release for Redis Lucy extension. This has updates underlying Redis Java driver from 2.9.3 to 4.4.3. Seems like a really big jump. Um, added SSL and username support to the Redis cluster cache config and username support to the Redis cache non-cluster config. So if you're using Lucy and you want to use Redis, in my opinion, this is really the the best way of doing that. Yeah. So this also this gives you full compatibility with standalone Redis as well as AWS's uh, ElastiCache configuration. So um, great updates there. Thank you to Mr. John Clausen for those. In the non-Ordis world, the Lucy Script Runner has been updated. Um, Zach posted <clears throat> about this one. So the Lucy Script Runner is basically running Lucy headless, no browser. If you just need to do some things on the command line, Lucy uses it for their uh, GitHub actions. So they have some new features that let you override the Lucy version using the query string, uh, compile all the code under a specified web route, and support for Windows runners. And they have some uh, examples in their extension repos. Very so. nice. I'll post that link. And Scott in the chat, hey, Scott, says sometimes it's better to conform to well-thought-out opinion and then try to be clever or reinvent the wheel. Who are you talking to, Scott? That, that might come up later. Who knows? <laughs> um, but let's uh, let's move on to talk about webinar. some webinar and meetups. Absolutely. So in case you missed it, uh, last month, which was like a week ago, I think, um, the Hawaii Confusion meetup group that a CF scheduled task with Charlie Earhart, more than you know and should, as usually the case with Charlie he's very informative and you'd be well to like, you know, attend these sessions talking all about the CF casts and we've got the link. So you can go back and I believe the recordings there. Yes, it is. Yep. I linked straight to the recording actually. So. Awesome. And then we have for this month, August 25th, um, again, the Hawaii CF meetup, uh, graph QL and confusion with our very own Mark Takata. I say our very own meaning our community's very own in the royal we because mark is our cf evangelist he is now graphql was that added in 2023 is that right you know i believe it was so i have not seen that i'd be curious i you know back when graphql was a bigger buzzword did try to look into how to do it with just plain cfml uh you know utilizing some java uh libraries that people already written and it just seemed like a pain because <laughs> you're having to support this completely different language and parse these new GraphQL files, um, call the right code. I mean, it's like writing a language. Um, not to mention performance could be tricky. 
because the yeah. GraphQL side of it, when they request data, they can request whatever they want, and it doesn't mean it's the best way to grab it from the database. So I'd be interested to see how uh, Adobe has tackled that and what tools they've given. So in the chat, John Barrett, hey, John, um, says it was added in 2023. Um, also, I know Mark is very uh, passionate about GraphQL, talks about it a lot. Um, so it should be a really good session. Also, David commented that our video is stalling out every now and then. And um, I've got the YouTube video on as well. It looks a little blurry, or maybe that's just how I look. But um, Well, hopefully we get a, I mean, a good recording as well, even if the live one is a little blurry. Sorry about that. We can blame yeah. Comcast. So. Dude, but your connection was exceptional. You told me yourself. That's what it told me at first. Maybe it's lying. YouTube's lying to me. Lies. <laughs> David Bellinger says it's blurry here too. Yeah, but you're like a continent away, so. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Um, so, yes, that's Friday, August 25th at 12 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. So, convert Hast. for your time time zone. Yes, HAST. That's a I had not great seen that before. Uh, acronym, so. Okay, we got some Adobe events coming up as well. Um, only two lists on their website right now, probably because for September, I'd assume they're going to gear up for CF Summit. So tomorrow, there is a Adobe, Adobe Cold Fusion workshop online with Brian Sappy. That's at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. This is a one-day training that you can join to explore all the major features in the latest release. Um, how to use CFML, constructs and functions, code, code reuse, basic database operations, kind of a get-to-know-cold-fusion. That is tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern. Eastern, thank you. And then at the end of the month, on August 25th, we have exploring the new Google Cloud Platform features, which I believe is coming in the next, is Fortuna the next version of Cold Fusion? I think so. At least so, that's the word I've been hearing. So this is uh, from Mark Dakota. Free event, Friday, August 25th, 10 a.m. Pacific. So maybe one of these days we'll just convert all the time zones to... Chicago? No, that's you not spell. the true time zone. No, <laughs> UTC. No, I'm just kidding. That would probably make everybody more sad. So yes, 10 a.m. Pacific, Friday, August 25th. Right on. Okay, so coming up, um, CFCast content updates. So I, I think we announced this before, but in the box 2023 videos are available for purchase as an exclusive premium package. And if you came to CF or came to into the box, um, you should have that as ready. I should have gotten a coupon code in their email. If you came and did not, please reach out to us and let us know. Uh, current subscribers that did not attend into the box, you can either purchase it to get access right away, or this is a, about a six-month exclusive, and then you'll have access just as a normal subscriber. So we're still working on some new series coming soon, so keep an eye out for that. But in the meantime, enjoy all of that beautiful Into the Box 2023 content. That should keep you busy for a while, people. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some conferences coming up. There's a big one here in October that uh, one of is us there? is speaking at. Not that I'm bitter. Oh, man. 
fine. I guess I'll talk about it. So Adobe <laughs> CF Summit West in Las Vegas, October 2nd through 4th in October. I am speaking there. Woo. So uh, I'm talking about, con- I know, I wish you were Eric. Um, I'm talking about Content Box and how it relates to as a viable option for WordPress. But also we've got Gavin and Brad and the Mahano. Luis will be speaking there as well. And so come out and see us. Eric, are you going to come out? And uh, you know, I'm not sure. They they did offer um, most of the, I, I'm hoping all, because now I'm going to stick my foot in my mouth, or I guess stick foot in their mouth. I don't know. The analogy's falling apart. But they offered speakers who did not get accepted a free ticket to come. Um, still got to pay for the hotel, pay for food, pay for flights. Don't you can sleep on, you know. Gavin's bathtub or Brad's bathtub. Or... <laughs> I'd offer to sleep in my bathtub, but my family's coming with me to Vegas. I don't oh, think I took that. Um, my son's birthday is the following weekend, and I gave him the choice, come to Vegas or have a birthday party. He's turning 10, and he's like, Vegas, Dad. He's also never flown on an airplane before, so I think he might be more excited about that than anything else. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we'll but, see. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty cheap flight for me. Usually I can find tickets under 100 bucks round trip from Utah, but uh, still finding the time to come. So we'll see. We will well, see. Hopefully. We definitely missed you last year. You know, if you could have just hitchhiked faster last but, year. I mean, yeah, I will never book a spirit flight again. That's for sure. <laughs> that's the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> you know who else can <laughs> get a free ticket? If you are a student enrolled at a college or a university, which I am learning now is called a tertiary, tertiary level education tertiary. institution. You can get a free pass, contact Adobe, and they will hook you up for that. Hey, I'm enrolled at a tertiary level education institution. You already have a free pass for speaking. Oh, that's true. Never mind. <laughs> um, I do believe they also on their um, Twitter, I mean, X post X. said that they're doing a giveaway in August. Uh, so that you can, I don't know if it's a giveaway just for the ticket or also uh, lodging, but uh, keep track of um, that for sure. They did have a giveaway in July. I saw the winner, I saw it on the Facebook, because that's still Facebook, right? They didn't change that name. No, no. I mean, well, they didn't change the name Facebook, but the company's not Facebook. <laughs> oh, it's meta. So meta. <laughs> I'd have to like look for the Adobe, but I saw the the social media post. Yeah, um, somebody did win in in July, and they said they had one more they were going to do in August. So, uh, Max Kravitz, enjoy your free stay at the Mirage. Okay, so they are covering uh, lodging as well. So yeah, so register for a chance to win summit between August first through first for a free stay. There you go. Fact, I will paste that right now into the. Uh, it's not in the show notes, but. I guess I need to go do that now since I'm not speaking. Ah, uh, dude, I feel so. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I am sad, but I also there's great speakers coming, and I, I kind of feel for Adobe. They probably had to be like, well, we can't have just Ordis people speaking. Let we have to choose some of them. <laughs> well, to to be fair, I unofficially I heard that Gavin was like ten percent of the submissions <laughs> this year. Percent of the submissions. Oh, that's fun. I guess if you cast an extremely wide net, Eric, your chances go up exponentially. I, I did have, I think, seven, but uh, it's fine. They will come around yeah. again. Yeah, Gavin had 20, I think. Yeah, I did something. not have that many. He wanted to out Nolan Nolan. So uh, <laughs> Nolan, if you're listening, let us know how many you submitted. 
All right. Right after Adobe Summit, October 4th and 5th, is our Orda CF Summit training. It is Cold Box 7 Zero to Hero. So you get to come learn all the new awesome features of Cold Box 7, as well as uh, becoming a hero in it, being able to build an app for, with Cold Box. They're going to talk about you know handlers, views, models, database, APIs, the whole Rest. suite. Oh, you said so, APIs. Yes. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Available until August 18th is our early bird price. So go jump on that today on the on the Eventbrite. Or you wonderful listeners, if you use the discount code MODERNIZE, you can get a 25% discount on that. This is a two-day training. Lunch is provided. Uh, it's going to be great. You'll be taught by two of the best, Luis Mahano and Gavin Picken. So hope to see you there at our Coldbox 7 Zero to Hero training. And says the spotlight, it's less than two miles from the Raj or a 30 minute walk. Who they can, it should be like a six minute Uber for me. Actually, I'm not going this year. Um, I got to come back, but um, I'm not doing the training I'm at this year. Right. Um, but it's close to the Marriott. Five minute walk to Fogo de Chao. I feel like if you go to Fogo de Chao, you need more than five minutes to walk that off. <laughs> um, five minutes to Starbucks and Los Lolos chicken and waffles. What? It's know. somewhere special to Gavin, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we hope oh. to see you there. It's going to be an incredible training. I believe the first training that is Cold Box 7 as the base. So, Absolutely. Something for everybody there. All right. Okay. So that takes us through October. And we have a couple of teasers coming up, I guess. Yeah. So in November 30th, to be exact, we have Into the Box Latam over at the University of Business in El Salvador. It is our Into the Box Latin American edition. Um, if you can make it out there, it's a one day conference, but uh, it's still, I want to get out there one of these years. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, I know they are working furiously at getting all the pieces into play. And so hopefully by the next time you hear us on this podcast, We'll have a website to send you to to purchase tickets for that. Finally, uh, we've talked about the dates for End of the Box 2024. It is May 15th through 17th. We are still um, pinning down locations. And now I am stalling for a second because I think I got some news that I forgot to put in here. Where is it? It will be... In Washington, D.C., oh, we are for sure. pinning down the venue, though. So that is nice. from Luis a few hours ago. So Washington, D.C., this May. Hope Very to nice. see you all there. I I'm feel excited. like this... I, I got to live in D.C. for a few years. Um, I mean, at this point, it's 15 years ago, but it still just holds a special place in my heart. So nice. I'm excited to go back. Once or twice. I actually got to sing sing in DC once back in 2005. My barbershop course, we did the Fraternal Order Police Memorial Service. We're right in front of the Capitol. President Bush was there. We sang. It was pretty darn cool. That's awesome. That's memory. It was cool. Um, it's kind of funny, though, with the, the cities, because at End of the Box, we're talking about several cities. It feels like this is like the Olympic Selection Committee, because <laughs> it was like Chicago was thrown out there, which I was like, woohoo! And then they're like, no, Boston and Washington. And I'm like, Grant, 
say Nashville, let's come down and party with you. And hey, every time it, we talk about moving it, I throw out Utah. I will do the legwork, but then everybody goes, no one wants to come to Utah in the summer. You know, I've thrown, out, I've thrown out Utah <laughs> as well. I, Utah and Nashville. We, we got an international airport. You can all come here. Yeah, I've never been out here. It's nice. It is nice. But May and May would be nice. It wouldn't be too hot yet. <laughs> I told my wife about that DC was the candidate. And she's like, ooh, I want to come to that too. I'm like, we're already taking our son out of school for Vegas. <laughs> I don't think we can get away with taking him out for DC. Yeah, as well. well, May, that's like the close to the end of school. Might not matter. May 15th through 17th, I know, is the last week of school for my kids. Oh, is it? So, yeah, I think he goes to the end of May. Oh, yeah. And he, starts, he and I both start next week. Oof. Same with my yeah, kids. I'm so tomorrow. Excited. Don't tell them, but I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, Grant was going to co-host today, and then he's like, oh, shoot, today's my kid's first day of school, and it's a madhouse picking them up. And so he messaged me like 1130. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. We'll get you we'll get you your grant time next week or two weeks, folks. Two weeks. Everyone okay. So that's wraps up conferences. Um, unless you are still starved for them, in which case comstop.tech has got you covered. Go check out almost any kind of conference that you want to attend on comstop.tech. Absolutely. All righty. This is not find a job time. This is this Blog. one blogs tweets i need a new logo that crosses it out with a big old x blogs x's and videos of the week what do we call x posts now just posts i think they're just called posts the dumbest rename in the anyways um oh it is i don't that. yeah we should talk about it because then i feel it's going to get very uh critical and we're oh, always checking sure all of the elon musk apologists coming out to us that's for sure Yep. Already have done it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> Ben Nadal considering UTC and recording activity streak data in Cold Fusion. Considering UTC. Um, so Ben starts out this with something that I've always thought is kind of the accepted wisdom, which is if you store date time information, store it in UTC in your database. Mm-hmm. Because you can always convert that time and show it to you know whatever time zone it is but it will always be consistent in the database no matter what time zone somebody's entering data from um and i think that works for the most part ben gives an interesting uh example here in his uh, fitness app what is it called dig deep fitness where he wants to do streaks that say hey um, this is what you did today. If you had a workout in the morning, workout in the evening, uh, it kind of falls apart if you're comparing UTC dates where it might have been the same day on the Eastern time zone, but it's not the same day UTC. So he goes through here and you can go check how he is handling that and using local time zones in this case instead of not UTC. So uh, uh, kind of comes back to the old programming adage that the answer is it depends. <laughs> yeah, but what if my streak, maybe I'm working out. Well, not me working out, but what if somebody's working out from like 11.30 p.m. to like 12.30 a.m.? I don't think it's the same problem. Check out the article and see what he has to say about that for sure. I'm just going to so. use UTC. <laughs> <laughs> we have a... Uh, a tweet, I mean an X post from uh, Mr. Brad Wood. 
He so that's has set up some automated command box server tests. So now with a single task runner, he can fire off hundreds of tests, making sure that all of the different ways that you can configure your server.json still work. Um, very much needed. That All the server.json stuff is getting very complicated and powerful. Excuse you. Okay, back to Ben. We have some auto-saving form data in the background using the fetch API. Um, so again, he, uh, this is coming from his Dig Deep Fitness. In fact, I believe all of his posts from the last couple weeks are about that. And he is exploring what it would look like to have auto-save functionality. Um, nobody wants to go fill in the form, have something happen. Maybe it's either... You know, you accidentally hit refresh, <laughs> you lose your connection, your CSRF token expires. You, you don't want to lose the data that you've been putting in there. And so Ben explores here using the Fetch API to, on some regular interval, commit an autosave based on that form. Um, I believe he's just posting it right back to the same endpoint and just kind of keeping it, uh, having that endpoint manage both the autosave and the I've submitted this form. Um, so, yeah, uh, some neat ideas there. Uh, check out the article for the details. It did make me think of a, a couple other things. One, I've, I think I've usually used local storage for this. Um, so just, on again, on a regular interval, uh, like on Blur with a 500-second, uh, like 500-millisecond debounce, I'll <laughs> save the data off, you know, to local storage. And then when they submit the form, clear it out. Um I also have you ever heard of beacons? I have not. So uh, beacons, I, and I thought actually I learned this from a Ben article, but maybe I didn't. Beacons are a way of sending um, data from a browser, but that doesn't block any threads. Uh, it's mostly used for analytics data, but it's not limited to that. It's a way for your application to say, "I need to send this data to my website. I don't. I want it to be sent asynchronously." The user doesn't need to know about it. And even if they switch pages, I want this to happen. And so beacons are a way to do that. It's just a post request to your server with some data. So I never heard of that. So yeah, there's a lot of great options for this. Um, check out Ben's for the way he did his. And if you're interested, interested, we can put in the links to beacons and local storage as well. Um, all ways to solve this problem. I feel like this is something that uh, has been around for a really long time. Um, and Ben's just kind of, you know, looking at it anew. Yeah. So I remember this. And so I saw people were posting jQuery solutions in his comments on why not use jQuery. Yeah. yeah he did have a little section at the bottom of this about people who um, <clears throat> don't like fetch as much <laughs> as <laughs> the old, like jQuery Ajax. And, you know, there's, there's a, some points to it. Uh, fetch it fetch can be okay, but I wouldn't say it's great. <laughs> it is built in though, and it's better than starting your own XHR se sessions and all that. So we'll take it. This is where Eric's like, I acknowledge that you have an opinion. Yeah, <clears throat> <laughs> I, I, I can kind of agree with it. It's like, is fetch the best developer ergonomics? Probably not, but. True. It's the best built-in one. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Is it the only built-in one? I mean, you can uh, 
open up your own XHR session and add in all the right handlers and listeners. But Ugh. I just use jQuery. It's easy. You can use jQuery. <laughs> you can use Axios. You can wrap fetch yourself. So all ways to work on that. Well, we got one more Ben article. You want to take us through it? Yep. So Ben's saying his Cofusion controller, in quotes, layers just a bunch of switch statements and CF includes. So actually pull it up here. So as he's working through everything, he's basically his controller is just going through. You know what? You're making me look. I didn't look at this deeply, Eric. You put me on the spot. (laughs) Well, I can take you through it then. Um, Take me through it, Eric. The the one I didn't get to. (laughs) (laughs) Dig Deep Fitness. He is Ben is taking the, the chance to. Um, kind of build up his own framework here. I don't know if he would call it a framework, but he's building up his own framework. Um, I I think I would say that you either are using someone else's framework or building your own. There's not anything that's no framework. <laughs> anyway, um, I think this is a neat idea because it's a good way to learn about the things that you're using. He built a dependency injection framework like Wirebox or DI1 would be. Here he's building a router and controller kind of uh, uh, put into one. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've done exercises like this, too, where I'm like, I want to try working like this and see how this goes. I will say that reading through his his code here, what for it does for me is makes me really appreciate what Coldbox gives me. Because while mm-hmm. this 100% works, and he makes the point like you don't need as much when you have a smaller app. I love having all the stuff that Coldbox gives me, even for my dinky little apps. Oh yeah, because your little app may not stay for long. So, uh, and Ben's not advocating against frameworks for sure. Um, and I would, you know, I've built things from scratch too. Try to rebuild a part of Coldbox just to see how it works and why we why certain decisions were made so come and come through this and you can see kind of how to make a controller and a routing layer and uh i'm excited to see his little framework keep growing up and to the point where he's like well i wish i had modules and then we say ha <laughs> cold box this looks this reminds me vaguely of like a version of Fusebox from a long time ago yeah except in script yay <laughs> <Modernization>. <laughs> i'd rather just uh use something like Coldbox and then spend my time thinking about the important issues like UTC dates in the database. Yeah. Again, I, I think it's fun to be able to work on those things, especially I think I finally understood Wirebox when I tried to build something like Wirebox. And it's like, oh, that's, that's why all of this exists. So um, definitely cool. Come along for the ride and learn about his controller and routing layers. Mm-hmm. I love how it always gives like very involved examples too, and you can copy paste this stuff and start playing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about finding a job on get CFML jobs. There were two jobs listed in the last two weeks. There are currently 85 jobs across 56 companies in 39 locations in five countries. The two new jobs, we have a full-time position. It's an SIS New Cold Fusion C1. That's maybe the strangest name I've heard. Um, This one is in Maharashtra, India. 
and we have a Cofusion developer in Washington, D.C. So if you get that job, you will be right by into the box and you can come next year with no problems. Uh, do you paste those? <laughs> or I'm going to paste them. I'll paste them. Hang on one second. Again, there's also a jobs channel in both the CFML Slack team and the box team Slack as well. So you can, if you are looking for a job, join either of those and you can um, view the listings there or even just ask around for who's looking to hire. I was trying to look to see what SIS meant and I don't know. I was trying to look at the link and I still don't know. (laughs) But it sounds cool. Okay, let's talk about the Forgebox module of the week. Week, week, week. This week we have uh, Coldbox Vite and the Coldbox Vite Helpers. So technically only Coldbox Vite Helpers is a Forgebox module. <laughs> uh, Coldbox Vite is an NPM module. Uh, but they work together to be able to use Vite very easily in your Coldbox apps. The Vite helper will let you load in the files that are uh, created by Vite, either running it through the dev server or the production built files. Um, very easy to use. At that point, you just have to throw the paths that you want to load you know, into an array. It will load each of them from the right location with the right preload tags. All that work done for you. Um, Vite is a building uh, bundling tool. Uh, kind of similar to Webpack or even Coldbox Elixir. Um, I think this is probably the next evolution of Coldbox Elixir. Coldbox Elixir will stay around, of course, for uh, all the build tools that are using it and also anything that kind of needs to do things a little more uh, bespoke, a little more custom, uh, because V is very opinionated. <laughs> uh, for instance, uh, Coldbox Elixir, you can copy files, move files, do things like that. None of that exists in Vite. Vite is like, tell me where your JavaScript or CSS starts, and then I'll handle everything from that point on. So That's not a bad um, thing. But it's very fast. Very fast. I love that part about it. So you can check that out. The Vite Helpers is on Forgebox, and Coldbox Vite plugin is on NPM, which I will find a link to that because I forgot that. All right. Do you want to tell us about our VS Code hint, tip and trick of the week? Yep. We've got Headwind by Ryan Hayborn. It's an opinionated Tailwind CSS class sorter for VS Code. So basically enforces consistent ordering of classes by parsing the code, reprinting class tags, following given order. Basically helps you remove duplicate classes. It could even sort your workspace. So if you just start coding, get a bunch of stuff everywhere, it's going to help you get organized um, when you're using Tailwind CSS which I don't use Tailwind CSS, but yeah. if I were, I don't do a lot of front end, Eric. Do a Any lot of APIs. front end should use Tailwind. <laughs> I'm kind of obsessed. Uh, you know, that's one of the ones I, uh, sessions I put in to CF Summit and every conference I apply to, I'm like, let me talk about Tailwind and nobody's let me yet. <laughs> oh man, maybe they don't know what it is and they would learn if only you could present. <laughs> Um, So we talked about Headwind probably three years ago, um, if I remember looking at it right. But I wanted to bring it up now. um, One is a reminder because of how awesome Tailwind is. And one of the complaints it often gets is, oh, look, all these classes, how do I keep them in order? How do I know what's there? Well, this will help you. 
Um, the other thing it will do is if you put in a class that's like twice on accident, it'll just you know take one of those. Um, as well, and this is your bonus uh, VS Code extension, the official Tailwind IntelliSense plugin. If you ever put a utility that applies the same CSS property um, and two different utilities, it will highlight them and be like, hey, you said, you know, you want the background to be red 500, but then you, later you said you wanted the background to be red 300. That does the same thing. You probably want to choose one or the other. So some That's good. things like that. And one day, one conference will let me talk about Tailwind and you'll be able to see in my sessions how amazing it is. Have you ever tried talking to it at End of the Box, Eric? Um, I put it in there, but uh, it never gets chosen. <laughs> I mean, really? well, I, at the end Dude, of End you're... of the Box, we're trying to trim down the like five sessions we want from every one of us down to you know two so we don't kill ourselves. So, so what I'm hearing is you want to talk about it. You're just not passionate enough about it at End of the Box to want to talk about it. rough. No, there's other people that want me to talk about <laughs> other things. That's New fair. things, awesome things, CBQ, Playwright, QB. Megaphone. There's a lot. So one day. You know, I've been, yeah, I can appreciate your CBQ even more. I was doing my AWS stuff that we've been doing, and they're talking about SQS. I'm like, I know what this is now because I've been working with Eric CBQ. <laughs> I still need to finish writing that plugin, the the CBQ uh, SQS driver. It's on my it's list. Very- Looking forward to it. It's on my list when somebody pays me to do it. <laughs> uh, it'll happen. All righty. Well, that takes us to the end of our podcast today and talking about our amazing Patreon supporters. Amazing. You want to so, tell everybody a bit about what becoming a Patreon can get them? Absolutely. So... Everyone that becomes a patron, you're personally supporting our open source initiatives from Command Box, Forge Box, Code Box, Content Box, Test Box, Eric Box. You can probably, you know, with all your modules that you do. Um, if you sign up, uh, bronze packages and up, get a Forge Box Pro and CFCast subscription. Um, all Patreon supporters have a profile badge on the community website, and you have a private forum access on that community website, as well as their own private channel across the Box Team Slack. And don't forget, we have annual memberships where you pay for the year and save 10%, which is, it says great for businesses, but I think it's great for everybody because who doesn't want to save 10%? That's fair. Great for everyone. We can just put a strikeout through that text and everyone. Okay, now we'll know. (laughs) Except you crossed out everyone as well. (laughs) Fixed. There we go. Well, we, we've got a shared doc that we use during the show to keep ourselves, you know, organized, and it works very well. As organized as we appear to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, read off uh, the top Patreons, our top amazing Patreons. Once again, um, we love hey. all of you, but uh, reading all your names got to, uh, just too long for our podcast. So here are our top Patreons, our top donators. John Wilson with Synaptrics. Tomorrow's Guides, Jordan Clark, Gary Knight, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Carr, Jeffrey McGee with Sunstar Media, Dean Monder, Kevin Wright, Doug Kane, Nolan Irk, and Abdul Rahim. Thank you, and thank you to all of the other Patreons as well, and all of you for listening and joining in with our podcast today. And thank you to Daniel Garcia for the sound effects.
You know, I got a new toy, Eric. You got to play with it. I totally get it. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Ah, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The hype horn should have come earlier with like test box modules or something. I know. I'm sorry about that. No worries. Thank you all, everybody. We will see you in two weeks on August 22nd. Dos semanas. See ya. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.